0: Hi, I'm Dan. And I'm Alice. And so I'll be beginning a series where I explain the creation stories of different mythologies from different civilizations. People have always wanted to know how the universe began. So this hasn't changed. Scientists are still trying to figure out how everything was formed, Though we do have like the Big Bang Theory mm-hmm. that is considered the most probable considering our current knowledge of physics and the observations and tests of scientists over the last few hundred years.
1: But that of course even has its own variations of like will the universe just shrink back and then go into another big bang? How many times has this happened? Did that happen at
0: all? Yeah. You know, constant
1: expansion theory. So many. <laughs> mm-hmm
0: all of our knowledge does build up on one another and how stories build up on one another in mythology and religion and all that stuff it's just a fact of how humans are i will be covering the creation stories from the following areas to give examples of this so we'll start with the most well-known ones from the general middle eastern area because this is generally called like the cradle of civilization because that's where the first urban centers were established from what i can tell. We'll be, like, looking into ones from Genesis, Ancient Greek, Ancient Egyptian, and one or two more. And then we'll talk a little bit about Western Europe, but we're not going to do, like, a lot on them. Then to Eastern Europe. Then we're going to talk about the native people from the Americas. Then to Africa. Then Asia. And then the Pacific Islands and Oceania. So we have a lot. This will be a long series. Strap in. Yeah. Please do keep in mind that there are hundreds of countries and even more just cultures and peoples and just creation stories in general. I will be doing my best to cover a very wide variety and look at global precedents and like stories and stuff. However, I'm not in any way an anthropologist and my field of study is not mythology. Or history. (laughs) Yeah. Funny enough. This is just a passion project and I can't, genuinely cannot and do not want to (laughs) make hundreds of episodes in this series. So
1: we're settling for like, what, 20?
0: Maybe more. (laughs) But many. So I really do apologize if I skip over one that you wanted to hear, but I really can only do so many before my sanity does run out. So with the wide variety of stories, to kind of bring them together and stuff, I'll help tie them together, like explain similarities and where they tend to draw from one another, how they differ. I might not do it too much, but I'll do it a little bit. I'll probably like make an ending one where we like draw more parallels and stuff. According to academics, there are four main commonalities in most of these creation stories. There's separation, like the separation of different parts of the world, such as like earth and sky. And then there's succession, the idea of things coming after one another. So it's usually like progenies just taking over from one another. And then there's the ascent of male over female, which is kind of obvious. Wonder where we got those patriarchal societies from. Mm, Don't need to explain that one. (laughs) And then there's dragon slaying, which is also defeating the monster, you know? like winning the war or winning the day, whatever thing.
1: Basically the plot of every adventure movie ever.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So one really important thing to note is that there are many different versions of each story as people have passed them down and told them to one another. And so I won't be able to cover all of them. Yeah. And you've got different
1: language barriers. You've got, I mean, even within Christianity, you've got three main branches, but then those branches have split off into other branches and they all have different takes.
0: Yeah, so I'll generally be focusing on just one story from each. I'm going to begin to talk about Genesis, a story that the majority of Westerners should know the bare bones of. Real quick, I am doing my best not to alienate anyone, so I want to add that my use of the word story can be used in the way I might reference certain historical events as a story, or just like some event in my life as a story, like, hey, did you hear the story about when I did such and such? The Big Bang is the story of the universe, Yeah, there's that. (laughs) I just wanted to say that I needed something to refer to it (laughs) as, and I don't know what else to call it. Anyway, Genesis can be sort of split into two different parts. Not only is this because there's, like, a difference in sort of, like, setting, but also just in the way that it's written. Mm Mm-hmm. So according to researchers, the first section about the creation of everything within the seven days was actually written by a priestly writer around 500 BCE, while the section pertaining to Eden was likely written around 950 BCE by a Yahwist writer. So very obvious difference between the two comes from the way that God is referred to. In the Yahwist story, God is referred to as Yahweh, and in the priestly one, he's referred to as Elohim so with the translation that i'm using the first story god is just referred to as god whereas in the yahweh's part it's actually always referred to as the lord god which is just a fun little difference that i've noted
1: as someone who did attend protestant churches in particular i did notice different pastors would often have like preferences whether they refer to god as the lord god or simply god
0: So the actual creation of the universe was done in like six days, and the seventh day was like the day of rest. Mm -hmm. First day, God created the heavens and earth as well as light. Here he also established the concept of day and night. On the second, he separated the sky from the sea. As far as I can tell, I wasn't totally clear on that.
1: Basically, from at least my interpretation, God made the sky to separate the sea from space, or you know, the cosmic sea, if you will, Mm -hmm. so the rest of the universe. If you look at Genesis 1, 7, 8, it just says, So God made the vault and separated the water under the vault from the water above it, and it was so, God called this vault sky. So basically yeah. just making the sky, separating that from the sea, and everything outside of Earth.
0: Then on the third day, he had water collect together to make dry land and created plants. On the fourth day, created the sun, moon, and stars. On the fifth, created fish and birds. And then on the 6th, he made land animals, including human. Which he made in his image and gave dominion over nigh everything else. I would also like to add really quick that in this part, he actually creates both humans at the same time, which is really Mm -hmm. interesting to me. Another interesting part that I found is
1: that God basically made Adam, the man, and brought the wild animals to him and said, Name them! (laughs) (laughs) So just imagine being summoned into existence and just... You have no clue what's going on. And then they're like, name these random aliens. I just, I absolutely love that. Absolutely incredible.
0: But yeah, so making humans in God's image is actually a very common trope in like a lot of these stories as well. Mm -hmm. That might be because it's kind of hard to imagine anything else that you don't know. It's kind of weird. Well, I mean, look at some of the Christian angels. (laughs)
1: well i mean be not afraid i mean technically they do according to most like appear as regular humans to other humans but if you are one of the people who was like kind of part of the prophecies or whatnot or you had an oh, important no. role to play that's when you knew you were in trouble you're like oh no i have been chosen like
0: oh god what be am not i not a- be
1: not afraid i'm very afraid of my new responsibilities please <laughs>
0: So, like, each thing is listed by the day it was created, so, like, that's actually an aspect of separation that's pretty common throughout many creation stories. Which makes sense,
1: yeah, because, I mean, within the monotheist stories, things with one god, they usually have, he created this, and then this, and then this, and then this, but in polytheistic religions, where there are multiple gods, you have the god of the sun, the god of the sky, Mm -hmm. you know, day and night, that sort of thing, so then everything gets separated into categories.
0: Yeah, yeah, humans need to sort, they're just like, oh, look at this! something to sort (laughs) after the story is the story of eden it actually has its own kind of creation story it's clearly like two different stories that they tried to bridge together but they don't quite mesh
1: It's like when video games or shows make that sequel episode that (laughs) expands on the lore of the original, but it doesn't quite match up. And there are a couple plot holes. Yeah.
0: Wait a minute. Hmm. But yeah, so in the story of Eden, God gives the garden to Adam, although he did say he's not allowed to eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. A couple interesting fun notes on Adam and Eve. God makes
1: Eve out of Adam's rib. Because of that, a lot of Christians believed that men have one fewer rib than women, which I find absolutely hilarious. If you search up, do men and women have, pretty much the first result that will pop up is the same amount of ribs. (laughs) It's absolutely hilarious. Incredible. Another thing about the tree of knowledge of good and evil is that God told them that if you eat fruit from this tree, you will die. Yeah, well. So, I mean, they did sort of have a warning.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So he creates Eve as a companion for Adam, and they live, like, you know, really happily, but then a serpent talks to Eve and convinces her to eat an apple from the tree. In some versions, people say that that is actually a version of the devil who was trying to seduce them to the dark side. So this kind of shows, like, the ascension of male over female, because not only was man created first, it was also that woman committed the first sin, i'd like to add like a side note for this i just want to know if it's like technically a sin if you don't really know the difference between good and evil it's just depends hmm. on the
1: denomination i would say back in the day there were many different versions where you could pay to get into heaven did not matter how corrupt you were i mean is that not what we're doing now (laughs) (laughs) some versions of christianity have actually bypassed that doesn't mean that they uh don't want your money but just because you donate to the church does not guarantee you a place in
0: Depends <laughs> in which some... church. I don't know, man. Yeah, well, you know. In essence, this means that God wants obedience and does not want humans to have free will, which is kind of interesting to me. I'm like, hmm. Yeah, they definitely had a very
1: kind of different free will and outlook. Right after they eat the fruit, they're like, oh my gosh, why do we not have clothes? What are we doing? We must hide. And God's like, oh no, <laughs> they know things now.
0: <laughs> He's like, they know things. On. They have moral
1: judgments. I don't like this. It's kind of funny because the line that he uses basically goes, now that you know the difference between good and evil, you are like us God. And in Christianity in particular, God is made up of a trinity versus just one god basically says oh well now you're like us so uh gotta curse you with death another interesting fact is that for eve he pretty much says childbirth will now be ultra painful for you so have fun and also you must absolutely be even more subservient than you already were to um man the only punishment that adam gets is you have to work for your food And and
0: cursed
1: to die, I mean, like, cursed to die, yes. But I mean, between men and women, having to work for food, they both kind of need the food, so
0: I feel like one of these genders got off easier. Is it really kind of him to punish them when they didn't know any better? And not only that, he made this tree grow in the center of the garden, which is a place where it could in no way be ignored.
1: It can be argued that they did know better because they were explicitly told they'd die if they ate the fruit, which, I mean, 800 years later, they did. (laughs) But putting temptation, like, right in their reach could either be seen as kind of a test of obedience and faith, or, I mean, if I were a god, I kind of want to see what happens if humans have, like, more, you know, of that free will and moral judgment. Like, sure, they'll die, but...
0: Interesting. I'm going that he wanted them to do it. After God finds out about them eating the apples, banishes them from Eden, uh, like along with the serpent, which he also removes the legs from. And I am so, so curious as to what they thought the serpent looked like before it got its legs removed. I've leg seen through. I've, seen, I've seen a few
1: pictures. It looks absolutely hilarious.
0: Incredible. <laughs> so this can kind of be interpreted as sort of like defeating the dragon since the serpent is considered like evil or whatever and so stripping it of some of its power kind of does count i think and defeating the evil of the woman oh Mm -hmm. (laughs) yes you might be able to tell like succession is not really found in the story which is you know fair you could consider the fact that adam and eve do eventually die and like pass off the world to their children i suppose
1: after adam lives like nine hundred and thirty years.
0: (laughs) <laughs> U-dang. but you can also kind of consider the seven days where each thing is like individually mentioned and it's like oh this happens after this and this happens after this this happens after this it could be considered kind of succession this is probably the most widely known story of creation and it's the one that's generally told in all three of the major religions in the world so as far as i can tell the jewish and christian versions of genesis are the same because I believe that Christianity and Judaism do kind of like parallel until they split eventually. Yeah. and I will just make a quick note
1: here. The three major religions are Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. Another good point that I will make is that Judaism and Christianity both come from like the Hebrew text. And they kind of differ as the Jews believe that God is just one being and can never become a mere man. So uh, that whole thing with cheesy boy is kind of just very, very different. Also, given that the Old Testament in particular was recognized as a collection of stories, I mean, as is the New Testament. Mm -hmm. Uh, But because of that, the interpretation between Christians and Jews are very different. And I mean, Interpretations among Christians vary, but even though the text is basically the same, the only main difference I could really find is how the Lord is referred to as just Adonai, which just means the Lord's, which is kind of funny given that in Judaism the Lord is just one person. But I digress. The difference is really just where Christians found salvation and kind of this concept of heaven and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. That's not really how uh, most Jews interpret it, Mm. and so it's more a story about God and his people, and Adam and Eve is just a footnote for them, compared to the whole, Adam and Eve is hammered into you. As someone who has attended both Protestant and Catholic, that's been my experience.
0: (laughs) As someone who has never Um. (laughs) been to church in their life, that's so wild to me.
1: But I should also add that for the most part, both religions do agree that the Old Testament stories are more allegories or summations of events and aren't necessarily to be taken literally. So a lot of the things that mentioned you get stoned to death for doing X, Y, and Z, The general consensus among Christianity and Judaism is that's
0: not the case anymore, y'all. You should not not do that anymore. That's not the
1: point. And generally, I found through a little bit of research that, like, Christians tend to have a little bit more emphasis on the ethicality of things, you know, especially Mm. with the evolving world, so Catholicism get behind that but for the overall part things do change as time goes on and the text should not according to you know most christians be taken at its word mm-hmm. uh, unless you have like those split branches there are some branches like the southern baptist and the fundamentalist movement that say uh, a lot of the more modern interpretations past the 1800s should never be mm-hmm. taken into the account but
0: you know also probably some to each their own in history
1: Oh, and even modern
0: cults. Let's be honest here. (laughs) Yeah, well. (laughs) Back to the discussion at hand. I also kind of like looked into the Islamic origin story. I'll admit, I don't know too much about it just because I'm... Atheist. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know anything about Christianity really. But I still know more than Islam because it's not very well known in the U.S. Yeah from what i can tell in the quran it essentially says that instead of six days it says six units of time and the units were long periods of time such as like an era or an eon and the seventh day isn't really a day of rest as it is in the others so there is the implication that allah or god it's never truly finished with creation which is very interesting and i kind of like that take because things yeah. are constantly being made and we get to like make our own things all the time exactly anyway in this version it says that allah created life from water whereas in the judeo-christian story it has like living creatures formed from the earth the creation of adam is said to be made of mud and eve of like literally a rib <laughs> yeah um but that's still kind of at odds with the judeo-christian They had more of an emphasis on water. I'm down with that, honestly.
1: I'm wondering if water was more of an important factor for the societies over there.
0: Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure that both of these stories kind of originate in, like, the area of, like, Israel. But I'm wondering if differences in where it eventually, like, branched out in the different interpretations Mm -hmm. were
1: based off of where geographically those branches were made probably just that is an interesting food for thought you know yeah. how, because geography can very much change yeah. your religion i mean like look at how the greeks and the romans viewed the seas you know and like the god of the mm-hmm. seas very differently
0: i'd also like to add the reason that hijabs and niqabs and like turbans and stuff are like religious in the middle east is because they live in a very hot place so if you live there then it's actually safer and better to wear more clothing, especially if it's like loose and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, for instance, now COVID and everything, I got really used to wearing like a mask in public and now I feel like naked without it. Yeah, And so I think that that's probably something a very that really similar feeling did yeah. develop that Only way. with
1: more just like religious context behind it. And so yeah. it's,
0: it's kind of like um,
1: spiritual mandates to take care of yourself in a way. And then mm-hmm. obviously used for other means, you know,
0: especially within the religion, i think that clothing really was also developed this way just because like the reason that nudity and stuff is not permitted in most places Mm -hmm. is because it kept people warm or safe from the sun and stuff now we've become attached to that idea and i'm not saying that people should become nudists please do not do that as we continue Through our tour of origin stories, I'll also be kind of mentioning some other similarities between creation stories. And as I mentioned previously, we do plan to have some sort of discussion at Mm -hmm. sort of like the end where we just kind of talk about stuff that we noticed, like stuff that's similar Mm -hmm. or different. Because culture and mixing culture always does have a role to play. And just like some things, if they did develop in many different places, then perhaps we could kind of like look at that as a human psychological And
1: there actually is evidence to support when people need religion to organize and guide their morals and also why there has been an increase in atheism recently Mm -hmm. and why that's grown more popular as to why people don't feel like they need to be spiritual anymore and feel like they don't really need to be guided by that as much and the skepticism uh, surrounding that. So yeah, that's a very interesting conversation to have in and of itself.
0: Mm -hmm. In the next podcast of this series, we will be going over the ancient Greek creation story, which is also pretty well known, and I'll probably draw some comparisons between it and Genesis. Don't expect it to come out, like, as the next episode. We decided to kind of stagger it. (laughs) just about every other episode. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.